I'm Alex. And I'm Jocelyn. And this is Nostalgia Junkie. Hey, retro lovers. Welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia. And now, here are your hosts, Alex and Brandon. Okay, so I can't remember if I sent you this video or not this past week, but... It's a long shot. Jim Carrey. Yes, we love Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. And, mm-hmm. like, this man is, like, the comedian of our childhood. Ace Ventura. Classic. The Grinch. Kick-ass. The, 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 the Grinch. Grinch. Dumb and Dumber. Like, mm-hmm. this this man has done it all and has one of the most charismatic faces. And then he worked into her adolescence with, like, Bruce Almighty. Oh, and, yeah. um, there are a few others. And then he liar, just, like... Liar, liar. Oh, liar, liar classic wasn't the he in pen the, uh, is blue wasn't he also the truman show yeah yeah like mm-hmm. jim carrey has done everything uh, I, f- I feel like he was the previous generations or like the previous like era like not maybe not generation but like the previous high school cohorts adam sandler i mean i could see that he's just he's so funny he's engagingly funny he makes you feel like you might know him as a person mm-hmm. he might be like somebody in your extended friend group and so when he acts ridiculous you're like oh that's actually something people would do yeah but then when he's like serious on a talk show it's hard oh to tell gosh. if he's serious or not because then he also just goes right into acting yeah he's very seamless in his transitions and it's wonderful and he's all around great human being. Like you've seen his college speeches, mm-hmm. right? Where he's oh, given, yeah. I think part of his comedy comes from somebody who's like really in touch with his humanity. I had a clip of uh, him on the Kimmel show mm-hmm. come across my YouTube shorts feed. Yeah. And it was him like talking about how the Illuminati and this and that in Hollywood and blah, blah, blah. And Jimmy Kimmel's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, Kimmel, come on. You know what I'm talking about. You know what? <laughs> you know, the Illuminati, you know what I'm talking about. And he goes, no. And then, like, he, like, gets a phone call. Oh, like, yeah. I'm sorry. I I, I, I retract was... everything I said. I'm like, it's such a good <laughs> bit. But then the thing is, what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't a bit? I, like, what he's if so Jimmy good Carrey at doing serious? that. He's so good, in, good at um the bits that could possibly be real. Like, not quite bits. What's what, I think some of the comedic actors also make the best dramatic actors oh yeah because you're so used to seeing them inspiring joy and being so funny and so like their highs are so high and then it just makes their lows that much lower like the late great robin williams exactly i I was watching jack a little bit ago oh mm -hmm. which that's when he like you know his body ages like four times faster yeah than his adolescence does so he's like at the age of 10 he looks like he's 40 year old man and you just it's all conveyed in his face. He Although, does a great job. Like uh, Patch Adams. Mm-hmm. That one, I think, is one of the best compilations of both his comedy and his drama. Like, put, put together. Patch Adams. I was just going to say one one thing about Jack. I know it's adult Robin Williams playing Jack. Mm-hmm. But he does such a good job, like, being a child. Mm-hmm. That he almost makes you think that he is a child. But then it makes the relationship that he has with his teacher of Jennifer Lopez a little bit creepy because he looks like he's 40, but he's actually 10 and she's in her mid 20s. Uh, yes, that's classic Hollywood creep. 
But there's a reason I brought up Jim Carrey. So oh, other than know, just to discuss Jim Carrey, oh, who we w. obviously we, we could, love. We could do a whole podcast on Jim Carrey. <laughs> we should. That'd be a good one. It would be. But we'd have to like binge all of his stuff. Done. Sign me up. <laughs> so Jim Carrey, right when Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was coming out. Yes. Had announced that he was retiring from acting. Fair. And I was the man's like, done great. Like, no, because you have to have do Sonic the Hedgehog 3. We already know there's going to be a third one. I mean, give the man a break. But Jim Carrey this past week yep. announced that he would come back. Or Grinch 2 with Universal. Which, if you were a child of the 90s, you obviously had to grow up on How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. With the, 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 the Grinch. Bye-bye, Santa. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it was such a great movie. But I've got nothing to wear. Yes, yes. I could quote the movie oh my, all we, day. We should, so, in Christmas, we should do a, a rewatch of The Grinch. Oh, done. I'm our... If... But... Done. He announced that he was going to come back, which, if you remember, he did. He wanted nothing to do with the Grinch after the costuming. He hated the costuming for the Grinch. It was just it so was, hot and uncomfortable. And it made he couldn't breathe. I know. Well, I mean, it's, everything was practical effects back in the day. Like you could not do that with CGI. Which they did an incredible job with the practical effects like on that his, movie. His face, the facial features from the from Jim Carrey. I would put Jim Carrey's Grinch face up there. With Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, oh, that was like his was face good. as Green Goblin, like so not, I think, not the the ma- the mecha mask, but like the original one. Yeah, I truly believe that that um, practical effects era was the epitome, and mixing it with Doctor Seuss at that point in time was the best thing that they could have done. Not that the whole the hat movie. No, that thing was a that, that was, was a fever dream. Disgusting. Okay. I, that's my word for it. It was disgusting. It was, it was awful. Mm-hmm. But the Grinch that stole Christmas, the way that they compilated that or like put together that movie, um, it was whimsical, yet you could definitely see it in real life with their practical effects. It wasn't like, oh, this is just like something mm-hmm. whatever in a far off land. No. They really made it tangible. And I think that's something that we tend to miss nowadays with CGI. It's like nothing's tangible anymore. Like presence and the way that they had to sculpt all of the machines and all the mechanisms and everything like that. You can't like see it anymore. You have to react to it as an actor. Yeah. Instead of it's like when it's practical, it's, it's there in the place. You can actually interact with it. Like the machine gun that, um, or the light gun that what's her name used? Oh, the Cindy Lou Who's mom? No, 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 the other one. Oh, oh, um, Martha May. Yeah, Martha May, the one that she, she used. Like that was built and crafted and sculpted in that way, and it's just so fun. Whereas, like nowadays, it'd be CGI. Here, use this green thing so we can just animate it to do whatever we want. I'm sorry. All I could think of is when the mayor, as a child, like, how could she like you? You have a beard. <laughs> I'm just like, and Martha May is simping over him. He's like, mm, he's so strong. Oh, oh my! I feel like I just Grinch. sounded like Marge from the Simpsons. <laughs> oh, I feel like okay, I feel like we should kind of talk about that for a second. So I am falling apart. You, I, I you am are. falling apart. I love you to pieces. You're falling apart, I am, babe. I am like getting over laryngitis right now. 
I literally have like the Kratos voice. Get over here, boy. Yeah. Like I have the Kratos voice right now. Yeah, and it's even better like in the morning because then you just sound like Mufasa. You seem oh, yeah. you sound like James Earl Jones in the morning. It's really entertaining. Good morning, Jocelyn. It's time for us to wake up. <laughs> you don't even work. say that. You just yeah. look at me and go, no. <laughs> no. Monday, I'm coaching basketball. And I dislocate my shoulder, dribbling the ball. This yep. is how you know we're getting old. Like, not even a fancy dribble, just getting the ball from my right hand to my left hand, and my left hand grabs the ball at the wrong angle. You're not getting old. Your shoulder's just broken. Oh, yeah. My shoulder's awful. My shoulder was halfway in my chest, and it just did not want to, to work. Yeah. But, and then here we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here we are. So I'm, I'm going to sling with the Mufasa voice for the podcast mm-hmm. and just trying to not break anything else. But I feel like we should also talk about something that we realized last time we were recording the podcast. I have no idea what Clueless is. Oh, yeah. That was really entertaining. Also, because they had a commercial for the Super Bowl. I was going to bring that up. Well, I just did. Yeah. So because I was if you watched the last podcast, <laughs> Jocelyn asked me a question about this movie called Clueless with Alicia Silverstone. Yes. I've never seen this movie. And when we were talking about it, for some reason, my brain went to Harriet the Spy. It was like, oh, I could not stand that movie. And I'll be honest, I am not the biggest fan of Harriet the Spy. I like the books. But so as you just said, the Super Bowl had a clueless commercial where they brought back Alicia Silverstone. And some of the other cast. And I still did not know what the movie was. I looked at Joss. I'm like, wait, is, is this this movie? And I'm losing it. I'm loving it. They are recreating iconic scenes with Alicia Silverstone for whatever they were advertising. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. And Alex is like, what's going on? And And I'm like, it's clueless. At least this time I knew it wasn't Harriet the Spy. Instead, my brain thought it was Get a Clue with Lindsay Lohan. So my brain just has like this. It it has it out for clueless. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is. My brain just has blocked out everything with Clueless yeah. and just wants nothing to do with it. You have a massive brain block on Clueless, and I'm like, I want to go watch it right now. Which is, which is weird, because it's a sponge for all other, like, 90s and random obscure information that comes yeah. across. Clueless? Nope. Clueless, you are Clueless. I'm Clueless with Clueless. The Super Bowl had some amazing retro commercials. They did. They were very entertaining. So, like, I mean, the, I love the Paramount Mountain ones where they just, like, show all the characters that are now, like, on Paramount Mountain. Oh, yeah. And, like, while there wasn't, like, anything of, like, old retro, they did have so the Sylvester Stallone face. Yes, that's always fun one. humorous. But, mm-hmm. you know, your, your cousin Josh made probably the best comment about the new Indiana Jones movie. I think we should have a segment called Hashtag cousin josh and whatever he comments about things i mean because he, he has really good, good comments about stuff he does but it's not every time no not every time but a lot of the time but yeah so if you saw the new indiana jones and the dial of destiny uh, our cousin josh that he's waiting for indiana jones in the aarp card <laughs> and i agree like limit listen i love harrison ford i love that he's taking over the red hulk position for marvel he is too old to keep playing Indiana Jones. I mean, unless the Indiana Jones franchise is just going to die with Harrison Ford. And I'm not, not trying to say Harrison Ford is going to die soon. But like, if it's just going to rise and fall with him, I know there was a movement for them to kind of do like the James Bond thing. Uh, there's I think it was another like the one. Previous movie. With the Shia LaBeouf. Well, they wanted it with Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. But then they wanted to do it with Chris Pratt. And Chris Pratt was supposed to take over as Indiana Jones. Meh. 
I'll be honest. Chris Pratt, he has that's too many it. projects. Yeah, that's the guy for Too it. many projects. I like Chris Pratt. Too many projects. You know what? I would have said Tom Holland, but he's doing really good with Uncharted. And I'd rather oh, see yeah. him continue with that. Oh, yeah. I, I want to see more Uncharted movies. Oh, yeah. That was they, Oh, that was a great movie. <laughs> Especially when they have Nolan North who came in and was just like on the beach. Yeah. Like Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland were like, hey, that happened to me. Don't worry. It was great. It was perfect. Yeah. So then we also had the popcorners Breaking Bad. Not a big retro thing, but if you're a Breaking Bad fan, that was great. I'm not, but I did recognize what it was. But so. I know one of my favorite commercials had to be the one from our favorite, like Bo Burnham bit, where he does like the Kanye rant and it's like, I got my hands stuck in a Pringles can. Oh, Pringles can. Put your hands up. Look at all these hands that can't fit inside of a Pringles, Pringles can. can. Yes, and it's so good. Pringles, like that has become a meme over the past like year or so or like two years. The Pringles like can't stuck. Yeah. And then Pringles is like use that like, no, we know you're going to get your hands stuck. It's okay. We're not working to solve it. Get your hands stuck for Pringles can. They just own it. They're like, yeah, it's going to suck. But this is the way we've done it for years. So here you go. Mm-hmm. Get your hands stuck inside a Pringles can. Oh, well, so then they had the Caddyshack commercial. I'm all right. Nobody won by me. Honestly, I don't remember this one, so it did not like stick out for me. I believe it was like it was like Serena Williams or something playing like golf. Oh, okay. And it was just like different people playing golf together. I don't even remember what the commercial was for because it wasn't for the new documentary on Netflix, Full Swing. Mm-hmm. That was a different thing, but it was just nice little Caddyshack reference. Yep. The one we've been working towards. I know you're really I excited about this one. Loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for this movie to come out. I am so excited. Which is very funny because when the trailers were first coming out, you were disappointed as all get out. And I was very vocal on the podcast about how I was not a fan of this. I was not a fan of the way that Chris Pratt was deploy- uh, depicting the character, but it wasn't on Chris Pratt. It was on the writers, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, you have been very vocal about how you have not been interested in the way that they were going with this movie. I will say the, the previous trailer when he had him in the go-kart and he did the little wahoo. I loved the Wahoo. The Wahoo made it. You will always love the Wahoo, though. I love the way that they've been setting up, like, the Super Smash Brothers scene between Mario and Donkey Kong. Yeah, that, I'm like, excited for now that. Now you die. And I'm now like, you die. oh, is this, like, Rocky Four, Like, Ivan versus Rocky? Like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, he got the cat suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got the cat suit. But the trailer that wasn't even a trailer that they dropped, it was, like, a commercial for their business. Where they go through the old Mario Brothers rap from the live action TV show. Which was absolute trash, mind you. Don't you speak bad about Lou Albano. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on now, let's go do the Mario. You I just, can't I just swing just your moved, arm. I just moved my shoulder in a hurt. That's what you get for swinging your arm. This is why from we're wearing the to sling today. Mm-hmm. Because you get too excited about swinging your arms from side to side. Why do you think we have the Mario and Luigi costumes? It was for that. I know it was like it was because RC and I went as Mario and Luigi from the live action TV series. And all we did all night was swing our arms from side to side with plunders you got from the dollar store. Yes. You're welcome. Because, you know, Mario Brothers and Plummins are game. The Koopas, the Troopas, they're all the same. It was very entertaining, though. I think they did a good job trying to capture that from the OG and tap yeah. into that. Yeah, I also love that it was like a really crappy made 
like commercial. Yeah. Where they have like the woman who's like, it's like somehow thank you Mario brothers. And she's like reading the lines like off the thing, like trying Yeah, they to... animated her reading the lines off of a script. And she's like, what? And if you look, she's actually like on the phone with somebody. Mm-hmm. So it was like, they totally just like, like broke up her day to have her do that. Yeah. They just went to an actual customer. Like it, they depict it as they went to an actual customer and had them say their advertisement as they were fixing their plumbing. That is uh that's all for the commercials. We should probably get into the meat and potatoes of today. Which is probably gonna be less meat and potatoes than the commercials were. Oh yeah. This is gonna be a short episode. Listen, yeah. I'm I'm in a sling and my voice is shot. We don't have a lot of time for that. No, nothing. Camp. Camp. If you have gone to camp, this is the episode. If you have not gone to camp, if you've ever gone to camp, to raise get... your hands. If you have not gone to camp, <laughs> this is uh this is time for you to hear some fun camp stories because Jocelyn and I actually have a pretty so Jocelyn and I didn't meet till we were both out of college we were both 25 and it was actually we met we're like uh, basically the same age FYI we met a, what, almost like five years from now we were even 25 when we met we're 24 yeah we were 24 we, we were 24 just, we, we were, were turning turn, 25 yes that year we were turning yeah, 25 it's like five years ago from like now yeah because we met we started week, talking yeah like we, we, we yeah we met the weekend like after Valentine's Day yep so surprise, this, is, ac- this is actually our anniversary um podcast episode of uh, our five year. Uh yes. Uh, so our first date was on February seventeenth of two thousand eighteen. Yes. So massive snowstorm in New England. But um, so actually, Jocelyn and I, we almost met many many times growing up because we grow up grew up going to the same camp. Welcome to New England. Well, it's funny because the camp we went to so wasn't small. even in Connecticut. It was in New Hampshire. It was a small little Christian camp. Yep. In the middle of New Hampshire. And because you went there from, what, I think your freshman year of high school. Uh, eighth grade-ish. I started the winter before freshman year, so eighth grade, yeah. Yeah, and I was going there from like maybe grade six, grade seven. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going there a little bit longer than you, but. I think I spent more hours there. Oh, you totally spent more hours. <laughs> you actually worked there. I did. But. Jocelyn and I grew up going to the same camp. And if we go back in like the photo albums from all the camp weekends, we are one weekend off of each other every single year. Every year. And then the weekends that both of our like groups that we went with went together. The year that you stopped working at Berea mm-hmm. and the year that I stopped interning at my church, the, the youth pastor that took over where I was at mm-hmm. and your former boss from your church. Yep. They actually have a picture together. Yeah. So when we were going through our, like our premarital counseling, uh, your 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 youth pastor mm-hmm. has a picture with my youth pastor, and my youth pastor was a groomsman and, in the wedding. And my youth pastor slash old boss slash BFF forever. Oh, I love Ryan. Ryan is <laughs> uh, great. He was gonna be one of the pastors who married us. <laughs> so it was just so. Like, it was just really funny that members of our wedding party have already met years before we actually met yeah because years. we stopped working at our old jobs and we didn't even meet through any of the connections at we met in an online dating service hell yeah coffee mates bagel what, shameless what? plug right there yeah so it's just funny that you know we grew up going to this christian camp mm-hmm. like during the winter i think you went during the summer you worked there during the summer i worked there during the summer yeah we never met no we could have been camp romances Oh my god! There are so many. What happens at Christian camp stays at Christian camp. Uh, 
Don't catch those feels. Okay, you just kids. Go into the prayer tower. Don't catch those feels. They're bad news feels. <laughs> All I'm right. <laughs> so, um, camp stories. Camp what is st- okay? So, if you've ever been to camp, you might know that there are ridiculous traditions that you somehow find yourself partaking in, even though they are weird. And make no sense. And it's always like the dumbest thing. You look back, like, why did we do that? Oh, yeah, completely. So any of your weird traditions, please drop them below. Oh, yeah. Let, it, let us know love to your hear weird about camp them. stories in the comments below. I remember one of my favorite camp stories actually happened in Manadnock. Okay. And mm. it was it was actually we were in college. And I don't know why we thought we were going to do this. But our college pastor had taken us all on like a winter retreat with like all the neighboring like areas. Yeah. And we thought in the five degree weather, it would be great to strip down to our boxers. We were all going to like zip up like into our like just only our like faces would be poking out of our like sleeping bags. So we'd all look like big giant inchworms. Yep. And we were going to attack him. Now keep in mind our college pastor was like six foot three, six foot four, and he he wasn't like jacked, but he was he was pretty muscular. We have no arms or legs. We are literally just like just flailing like, your bodies as one unit oh against him. <laughs> and it was like all he just kept And the thing is where his room was, there's a door to the outside that locked from the inside and had no handle on the outside. So he threw us all like full in beanbag or um, not beanbags, and sleeping bags right into the snow. And all the only layer between us and the outside is the sleeping bag. Wow, that sucks for you guys. You were dumb. Yeah, we were we were idiots. We had to like, and the thing is, so we had to like inchworm like was what's uh what's the game at the picnics there? Sack race. Oh, sack race. Sack race, basically around to like the the front door. Meanwhile, the snow was just like soaking our beanbags. We were so cold. That sounds miserable. I am so glad that we never did that. Yeah, you know who joined me in that? Who? Best men, brocation. Oh my god. That was all of us. Oh no, the boys, not the yeah. boys. Yeah, it was all of the us. The brocation boys. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was uh that was my camp story. What's uh what's your camp story? All right. So I've got a couple, right? I spent a lot I spent a lot of time at camp. And not only did I go there as a kid, but then I worked there as an adult for a summer and also for a year mm-hmm. after uh, high school. Um so I saw a lot of stuff. Saw a lot of camp stuff. Um, saw a lot of stuff at camp. Saw a lot of camp stuff. <laughs> no, not even close. So it wasn't a wet, hot American summer. No, it was not that kind of camp. It was the kind of camp that um, we decided that. Um, shoot, I had a good one, but I'm gonna go with my second okay. second good one right now. So, our youth group uh, really favored board games and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Or like. Um, games that included the whole group that had to be done in the dining hall. So the dining hall has these big round tables, right? And there's not a lot of noise absorption anywhere. Mm -hmm. Saturday night on the winter retreats, we would, after the big chapel session and after like a full day of running around like freaking Mm -hmm. crazy people in middle of New Hampshire Freezing temperatures, tons of snow. We're literally surviving off of 
fraps and fried dough at this point. We would be sitting around the tables after our, like, gatherings where we'd talk about, um, you know, what we were thinking through after the chapel sessions. And <laughs> so stupid. We would play this game called Spoons. And Spoons, if you don't know, is a very intense, fast-paced... I got a story about Spoons after this, too. Okay. Very intense, fast-paced, physical game. Our youth group would take the side of the dining room that wasn't being occupied by another youth group. So if it was the bigger one, we'd take that one. If it was the smaller one, we'd take that one. And we'd split up into all these different tables because we'd all be playing Spoons at the same time. And it would basically come down to like a minimizing effort to the last like table. People bled. <laughs> Fingers were broken. <laughs> um, I think Sarah dragged one of our youth leaders, Eric, across a table. And you have you met Eric? He's yeah. he's not a small man. He's a tall dude. Um, he's tall enough to put me in a trash can regularly. So she dragged him across the table. He ends up on the floor and she's got the spoon and he's still hanging on to it, kind of deal. Um bent and destroyed so many of Berea's spoons <laughs> that I think or bent and destroyed so many of the camp spoons that I think they actually ended up having to lock the kitchen mm -hmm. <laughs> because we would. So we must have gotten the same batch of spoons that you had at Berea because I have literally had a spoon wrapped around my middle finger. Yeah. And the thing is, it was grabbed with such force that when this girl grabbed, like, she grabbed like both ends of the spoon, I just got my middle finger around no, it. No, 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 you can't do that. Look, I, I somehow managed to maintain the fist. <laughs> it snapped the spoon around my finger. So you and each got a part of the spoon. I had like this big of a spoon uh -huh. and she had one end of it and the end, other end of it. I liked uh, this middle section <laughs> and then I had two cuts like oh. on my ring finger and my pointer finger. Oh my gosh. And yeah, that was, um, we were told no more spoons. Yeah. Um, we've not gotten, well, so we probably should have gotten to the non spoon part or like no more spoons part, but. You know, we always joke about it. Oh, no, we're going to play steak knives this year. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But we'd stay up. I think we'd stay up until like 1 a.m., 1.32 even sometimes mm -hmm. because it was just this prized possession. And in fact, you do you remember those old kitchen decorations that were the big wooden fork and the big wooden spoon? Yes. We found a big wooden spoon. And we turned it into the trophy. I think I've seen this. For every champion of spoons of that year. So then our um, our youth leader printed out the name and the year of the champion on a gold little name tag and put it on the spoon. Do you know what game at Berea that always got us? Like we, we actually broke fingers. Carpet ball. Oh, heck yes. Which Carpet like, ball. It, it's bowling. It's like competitive bowling, like one-on-one -on -one bowling. But instead of bowling pins and a bowling ball, you're using like billiard balls. Yeah, pool balls. And you're just chucking them. Oh, yeah. And you're whipping them. 
And if you hit it with a little bit of a bounce, that thing flies. If you Dude, ever got hit in the head by one of those, those things hurt. I got so good at carpet ball. I actually, we got so good at carpet ball because we also built one for mm-hmm. our youth group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, I get to play it every week because we brought the game home with us. Oh my gosh. We, so our, one of our youth groups actually built one. Like they built a carpet ball table. Yeah. That was their project that they did. No, we had one because um, some of our youth leaders built it because the kids loved it so much at Berea. And so they brought it back and built it. And, uh, you know, I kicked kids butts every week because mm-hmm. middle schoolers think they're really cool. So this is lost. The camp. This is more youth group. Episode. Yeah, this is that's just a youth group kind of thing. Yeah, no, I'm just saying this episode is becoming more less camp, more youth group. Oh no, no, no. okay. So like, go back to camp though. So I, I want to say that I actually learned one thing at camp. Oh, you only. Learned I, I, one well, I learned thing. one thing in all of my years at one camp. Non dairy creamer is flammable. Into the young pyro that young Alex was, that is all I needed to know. I remember breaking this out at a bonfire in mm-hmm. college. And I'm telling like, no, if you get non-dairy creamers, we would go to like BJ's or Sam's or Costco and get a giant bin of non-dairy creamer. You've concerned me so much. Then go much. have a bonfire. Here's the thing. When you throw the non-dairy creamer into the fire, it acts like the flu powder from Harry Potter. And you go in diagonally. The thing is, when it explodes, the oxygen is what catches the fire in the hydrogen or whatever, the moisture that's in there coats your hands. It's safe. You get sticky because it's sugar in there, but it's it's safe. Obviously, you don't want to like be inside the fire, but you throw it and you're fine. We had like 18 people at a bonfire on Singing Beach in Mass one day. This is so bad. And I'm like, okay, everyone, we're going to so grab bad. a handful. We all grabbed a handful of this non-dairy creamer. And one of my buddies goes, guys, not going to do anything. And I'm like, guys, you're going to want to back up. It's going to explode. It's gonna go boom. And he goes, guys, you're going to be fine. It's okay. So we all throw the fire, all throw the nine-year creamer in like count of three. I mean, there's like 18 of us around this fire. This ring of fire like exploded. Oh, like the ring. Oh, so you like all fell into a burning ring of fire. You went but we didn't fall down, in. It came out down, to us. down, and the flames went higher. I hate you so much. <laughs> I was just going to say that the fire came out and we were all safe, but like it went around us. Like it just completely surrounded us. And one of the guys that was up near the rocks, I'm like, you don't want to stand there. And our other friend was like, no, it's fine. It's not going to come out. You could see where it had scorched the rock around him. Like, he he was just like, he was warm, but we we're all warm because the fire was there. Mm-hmm. He had no hair on his arm that was singed. Nothing was singed near him. But the rock had gotten hit with, like, the fire and with a little bit of sugar. And it, like, just glazed the rocks. Oh, so he didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning <laughs> There is one more thing we need to talk about with camp. And it was the, yes, for a Christian camp that we both grew up going to. This is the worst name for a toy. We used to play a version of dodgeball, but there are these little rockets that you would launch off your finger. Do you want to say what the name is? Finger blasters. Finger blasters. (laughs) These are the actual name from the company, too. They were Mm -hmm. finger blasters. Which... If you are in the context, you're not thinking about how not innocent it could be. No, but I think now, like, man, we would wait all weekend to, to have finger blasters at Christian camp. 
Oh, yeah. We were obsessed. We wanted finger blasters. We all wanted to get finger blasters. We were obsessed. We wanted to blast each other with the finger blasters. It was really bad. But it was so much fun because, like, remember the one you had, like, the glow-in-the-dark ones? No, I don't think so. Oh, they had sprayed them with, like, glow-in-the-dark paint one year. You know what? That might have been the year that I wasn't allowed to go. Oh, is that the year after you made out with someone on the bus? Yep. Mm. <laughs> Whose name was girl. also Alex, by mm, the way. I'll fight him. <laughs> but, yeah, so we had these finger blasters that we just launched. And it was, like, be this mayhem of finger blaster rockets going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Oh, yeah. No, and then it was, like, kind of on the honor system of whether or not you got hit. I, it was about whoever had more finger blasters on their side. Not always. No? No. Oh, So the rules... Play. Trust me. Okay. You work there. I'll let you. I'll let you. All right. Yeah, you work there. So sometimes it was not only the amount of people that were left in play on your side, but also, like you said, the amount of blasters that were on your side. And then they also implemented a rule that was how many you could collect and put in your buckets. Basically, to clean up. Hmm. That so, was like the after effect. Though. Yes. That was the whistle blown. They did the count for how many people were still in. Okay. And then you had to clean up and um, sit down basically as quickly and quietly as possible. Like the down and quiet rule. No, man, they really had us trained in like the. Yo, I even had, I even had a t-shirt that said down and quiet, bro. Remember, we like, still play this game. This was at this was at summer camp. Um, went to summer camp here in town, mm-hmm. and we had this one. It was like it was like cleanup. But then we all had to like get back to where like our areas. We just had like our old little like cohorts. I mean, this one where we would have to like basically pretend that there was like an earthquake or a hurricane or tornado coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was um tornado watch, mm-hmm. and we would all like run around the gym, run around the gym, run around the gym, and they would like do like the the siren on the bullhorn. Yep. You don't have to run back to your area and lay face down on the gym floor until like your crew member came over mm-hmm. and was like, okay, we're good to go now. And I'm like, we would sit there for like five, 10 minutes sometimes. Dang. Like, face down. Like, that is some good training. And it was tornado watch. That's the thing. Like, they were able to trick us so well. We were stupid on, kids. On the premise of points Here, here's the thing points you know, on the premise of points the point it was just like whose line the points don't matter no our entire lives is a, is a whose line joke basically but here's the thing <laughs> if that had happened nowadays and it was like videotaped of them like doing tornado watch and then having us all lay down face down you know there would be someone to be out there like, i know this is gonna traumatize children they're gonna be afraid of tornadoes you should be afraid of tornadoes they're tornadoes exactly and yes lying down on the ground face down that's a healthy position to be in if there's a tornado coming actually you should brace your head that's how you lay for tornado watch oh i'm sorry i thought you, know, you were just lay prone what are you an idiot we should probably move on to our last aspect tonight as we said it's gonna be a short podcast yep 90s trivia Ooh, we love a 90s trivia. Do you want to go first? you want me to go first this time? Did I go first last time or did you go first? I think you went first. I think I did too. Okay. So I have an easy one for you. It's actually a double or nothing. So if you get the first one, we go on to the second round. All right. Understood. What color was the AOL's running man icon that appears during the program's startup screen when connecting? Blue. No. Oh, no. What was it? Yellow. 
All right. I'm not going to lie. I did not have AOL growing up. What color was the AOL logo, though? Blue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The main one was yellow. The AOL logo was blue. Now, can I just tell you a short story? In sixth grade, we had a very small class in the town that I lived in. There were like maybe 20 of us. Uh, some girls were passing around notebooks to write down the AOL username in there. I had no idea what they were talking about. Literally everyone else in our classroom had an AOL username except for me because I we did not have internet. We did not have anything. It was a little sad, but, you know, I'm also glad that I got to sit with my books and my rocks. Your turn. What former heavyweight boxer introduced a portable electric grill to worldwide popularity in 1994? Oh, it's Mike Tyson. It's George Foreman. It's George Foreman girl. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I give you an easy one, okay? Mm. My nemesis is Dr. Ivo Robotnik. My best friend is Tails, and we collect rings together. I first appeared in a video game named after me for the Sega Genesis. Who am I? Sonic the Hedgehog. Correct. Yeah, I honestly would not have gotten it on the first clue. Like, Dr. Robotnik, like, it sounded familiar. Jim Carrey's character. I understand, and I feel very disappointed in myself, okay? In 1997, who showed us how to get jiggy with it? I was four years old. I'm going to say Will Smith. Correct. Second question, part of it. What was the name of the album... The song appeared on. Was it Big Willie style? Yes. <laughs> I love that album so much. Okay. Here's my last one for you. It, it is also kind of easy. You should be able to get this. Okay. I live in the sewer and I have fur. I am the master of ninjutsu and have four teenage sons. My enemy is Shredder. I know exactly. Who like am I? I know who it is. I just don't remember his name. The Master Ninja Rat. The Master Ninja Rat. <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to let us know down below. Did Jocelyn get points for this one as the Master Ninja Rat? We're not. Really? You don't know the name? <laughs> I don't remember. No. Splinter. Wow, no, I was not even close. Master Splinter. Okay. This is another double or nothing. Okay. Okay. What is the first rule of Fight Club? You don't talk about Fight Club. What is the last rule? You don't talk about Fight Club. No. There are no rules of Fight Club. No. I don't know. If this is your first time, you have to fight. Oh, I thought there were no rules, though. We don't talk about Fight Club. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Fight Club, I'll be honest. I was not allowed to watch those movies growing up. Mm -hmm. And I, there's just a, a backlog of I just remember, movies. like, it looks like the big pink eraser. I think it's supposed to be like a bar of soap. But it's like the big pink eraser that's, like, carved out. That's it. I didn't believe it's soap. It looks I know like it's a, a book too. So. Looks, is it a book? Mm -hmm. Should I read it? I should I read know, it. I was debating on reading it. Maybe you should read it at the same time and we can have a little book club. No, because you're either going to blast through the book <laughs> or decide not to read the book. Yeah, you're not wrong. 
Yeah. Well, this has been Nostalgia Junkies. It's a very short episode this week. Is you know, um, injured and sick and still have to edit somehow. You are the hot mess express. There, yeah, I sir. really, I really am. And you slammed your finger in a car door. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I shut my hand <laughs> in the car door the other day. <laughs> it has just been one thing after the other. But, you know, make sure you're following us on all of our social medias, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. We are Nostalgia Junkies Podcast. I've been Alex. And I'm Jocelyn. And we'll see you later. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode.